Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of the Crash Course Podcast. Um, I have my associate and older brother, Toronto Carter, here with me. Toronto, how are you? I'm great, Neil. I'm very excited to do a, a private course with you. I think this course is the OG home of the C-Suite, known in the 20s as the Million Dollar Club. This club is The Creek, located in Locust Valley, New York. Um, one of the most memorable rounds of golf I've had in the last two to three years. Um, felt like hallowed ground. It is a C.B. McDonald lead designer, Seth Rayner lead engineer. Um, I, would, you know, I would say masterpiece. It was, it was awesome. I was bowled over by it. it uh, 100%. I, play, I played... Shinnecock and National the day before. And no I, big deal. <laughs> I played. I played Friar's Head that morning, and I was no offense to anyone. I maybe I just had it caught it on a, the wrong day, wrong time of year. But I was kind of underwhelmed by Friar's Head, and I was bowled over by the creek. Well, there you have it. I would. I would echo. I as a resident of Brooklyn, um, this course is maybe twenty miles from from my apartment. It's like this one and um, well, there's rolling away are kind of the two closest. No, well then, right across the street from really nice ones from Creek is Piping Rock, the pipe, and Deep Dale's up there too. In you know, it's the Gold Coast, right? So it's on Long Island Sound, um, and it feels like it's you know three hours away, right? Like l- getting out there. I left early. I played early one morning, um, hosted by uh, Teddy Lynn. Um, you know, member, it's very, you know, very private. Um, so, you know, shout out if it, I, I'm not sure it's uh, accessible, but if you're curious about it, if you've heard about it. That's the reason um, we're doing this pod is like we're, you we're know, excited to talk listen about Listen or it. don't. Like you can, yeah. you can suss out which ones you have an interest in and which For ones sure. you don't. And I think it's basically it's, it felt like once you got off the, the highway, it was like another 30 minutes to get there because it's just winding, unmarked roads. Uh, it feels like it's, location is like if you're not local like you're you're kind of supposed to get lost uh back here it's it's it feels a little bit like going back in time as well um but it's not it, it it's 20 miles to um you know to New York City to Manhattan so it's it's proximity to the city is uh um interesting and it also has a very interesting history which is where I kind of want to start things um so I mentioned earlier known as the million dollar club I have the air quotes going. Um, when it opened, um, I think it, like I said earlier, the the uh, the HQ for the OGC suite, uh, it's 6,500, 6,600 yards, par 70. Um, so not a, not a long course, but a true golden age gem, I would say. And I, and I would echo it's um, for a non-golf architecture geek like myself, a bit of a wake-up call as far as like – Whoa! This is kind of the the oh I get it now. Moment. This is fucking cool. This is it, I felt like I was walking through a museum in a way where and we can get into this in a little bit, but like, um, you're like man, this is really thoughtful. This is really you're getting a, a taste. There's a there's, it's also a, a museum in the way that 
there's different sections of the course that have different vibes. It's almost parkland for the first five. It's sweeping views. It's almost like linksy for two or three holes. It has like the low country, you know, channel feel for a while. And then, you know, back up into the parkland, going back to the, the clubhouse. Go back to the history for a little bit. Cause yeah. And then we'll, cause I want to riff on the course a lot. So I'm a huge, great Gatsby fan. Um, and this is like the, you know, the, the gold coast is the epicenter of Gatsby, right? It, it's, it might as well be, you know, um, East and West Egg on the when Long Island Sound. Basically driving through the Valley of Ashes to get to the creek. One hundred percent. That's exactly what you're doing. Um, the Valley of Ashes, where Flushing Meadow Pitch and Putt is located, <laughs> just to give you a little juxtaposition. Um, so I found a when I was doing a little research, I found a, a New York Times piece from 1998 by Joseph Durso, um, which is there's a quote in it that I think sums it up. It says, "quote I don't think the founding families on Long Island were robber barons." In the old sense, they built at the they built the end of the industrial revolution. So we're talking about the the owner the estate that the course is built on is um, a guy named uh, Paul Cravath of the law firm uh, current law firm Cravath Swain and Moore, one of the oldest law firms yeah. in in uh, New York, probably in the United States. Actually founded by uh, William Seward, uh, uh, the uh, Secretary of State, I believe, for Abraham Lincoln. Anyway, he had a massive estate, um, which I believe I can't remember if the clubhouse is is kind of a rebuilt version of his of his manor. Um, but it actually his his land basically burned down. His his estate did, and then uh, he moved and moved and started piping rock. So he kind of moved off, sold the estate. They built the creek, um, and it just has this old old money feel to it. Like that's that's the the vibe. It's just like, wow, this place has been here forever. There's a cemetery where the Cravath, you know, family is buried off of 17 Green. Great cemetery right behind the, uh, the short. Exactly. Right? Yeah. 17. Um, and then right behind 18 T as well. Randy would love, um, would, he would love that. But just going back to that New York times article, um, another quote from that, which, which was, was awesome was the, the William Guthrie estate in Laddingtown was one of the first to go. People came rushing in to buy land, and an era started to pass. Guthrie was a lawyer who had 300 acres on Peacock Lane, which backed up to the property of Paul Cravath, who was one of his partners. When Cravath's home burned, he moved to Duck Pond Road in, in Matin, Matincock and became one of the founders of Piping Rock Club. The old Cravath property became the Creek, the very exclusive club where the Duke of Windsor and other superstars came in the middle decades of the century. So as the estates after World War II started to be sold off and, and developed, um, you know, this was kind of the Cravath estate was kind of, uh, I guess, saved as a bastion of, uh, of the upper echelon in a way. Um, and you can feel that. And actually, um, my host for the, uh, for the round mentioned to me, and I can't find this. I've been looking. I'm, I'm you know, fascinated with this kind of like history stuff. He said that uh, from like J.P. Uh, Morgan lived on the estate next door. He had a, you know, a summer house or, um, an estate next door. There was actually a private road, like a private dirt carriage road in the er, like late 1800s, early 1900s. That was exclusively for these estates to get directly into Manhattan. It was, it was a private road 20 miles long, uh, for the carriages to get straight to Manhattan and back without any interruption. And I, and I'm not sure, but I, I don't know if the train, like the Long Island railroad was in like built on that road. Um, but I couldn't find 
couldn't find anything in the uh, in the Google machine to back that up. But that that kind of thing is, uh, you know, just kind of adds to the uh, to the lore of the place. I think. Yeah, it was some of those estates off the on the back nine there off mm-hmm. the left side when you're coming back up to the clubhouse. You're just like whoa. Yeah. So Didn't Teddy Roosevelt live out there. He was Oyster Bay, I think, which is yeah, it's part of the Gold Coast. I mean, kind of all all along there. Um, uh, Manhasset, you know, like it's a it's a very uh, wealthy enclave of Long Island for sure. There's a uh, there, so I love some of the names out there too. You've got the you got the the pipe. You've got uh, the mutton the mutton down club. I I you you would know better than me. Uh, mingling with at the uh, the C suite uh, happy hours. The mutton town club. Uh, but anyway, so I think um, the creek my. My recollection of it is it didn't feel as Neil Jules into the microphone. Um, Not true. <laughs> no free ads. Uh, it didn't feel at all stuffy or it felt like a kind of, you know, very, very upscale neighborhood club or, or members club. It didn't feel like, you know, somebody's third it, club. It or did feel club. like there's a beach club down by nine yeah. and ten. It definitely had a family vibe to it. There was after the round in the clubhouse. It was, you know, kids and and uh, the full family effect. Um, it but so it didn't feel stuffy, but it felt extremely affluent. Old, right, it, old money, old money, just like very every, and everybody very comfortable with with great the, locker room with how one, nice it was. One big room, dark yeah. wood lockers. And I wouldn't say I didn't feel as I have at some. Courses like this, I didn't feel like I was breaking. There wasn't any pretense. There wasn't a lot of unwritten rules I was going to break, which was uh, which which is great because a lot of places you feel that way. We had uh, one guy from Jamaica, one guy from Anguilla, I think. Were those the the bad boy (laughs) driver off the deck on uh, on one of the holes in the back nine? I think it was eighteen. And oh, you a bad boy, TC? You a bad boy? (laughs) Zach was losing his mind. It was great. Um, let's talk about the course a little bit. Would love to talk about the course. So the, the, um, you know, the first four or five holes, you, you head out kind of the backside of the, of the clubhouse. And before you dive in, I think it's important to note that you and I played the course separately. Correct. Right. So, so I'm excited about this conversation because we're able to kind of compare notes a little bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, great, great hospitality guys in the pro shop were great. Hey, head on out. Um, the, the first hole, I really like the first hole, first hole, you know, so, so, so the first four or five are on kind of this, this wooded secluded part of the property. Upper. Yeah. Very flat. Yeah. The, um, the south side of the club. So close to the road. You're totally cut off from kind of the, the open expanse of the backside of the course. So you really don't know what's to come. I purposely didn't research it a lot or look yeah. at many, many pictures. Um, but f- first hole, really, really cool. Opening par four, some some cross bunkers there. Um, you know, second and third, they well, were fine. First, important to note for the architecture folks out there. I think one of the only par four Redan uh, greens that McDonald ever did. I was I was well, told that was a well. There you have it. A, a, a special, a, a fun fact. There. I wish I had the scorecard on me because all the holes have they have awesome names. names too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the first first three are par fours, and then you've got. Uh, par three fourth, uh, fun hole, short, short par three. 
Um, and two, then, two and three, I would note, were just all right for me. Yeah. A little bit of a bunch of bunkers. Kind of switch back. Probably a dozen bunkers on each one. Uh, and then uh, five, you start going back towards, you know, you, you get a glimpse of what's to come on that green. You basically, it's basically like you're heading towards the cliff. Yeah. Right? It's like an in 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 infinity expanse. Across, you can kind of see out into the, you know, the sky over Long Island Sound. And then you get to 6T, and it's just the, the mega reveal. And you're teeing off underneath this giant flagpole, giant flag to, you know, this kind of narrow strip that just leads all the way down to Long Island Sound. You can see Westchester and a bunch of stuff across the sound. Um, it's it's just like a remarkable expanse. And this the sixth hole is bananas. It is. That green is, it's like a Redan punch bowl. So it's downhill, right? It's It drops probably 100 feet. And uh, dogleg left into this green that sits in uh, with a, punch ball in the back and I think the green's like you know it's like 40 yards long yeah, and then several different your second shot you hit in and there's a massive bunker on the right on the right, that, right. so you can't see it. the green is extremely um I guess wide or deep but you feel like there's no, nowhere to land the ball and then if you land it too far it's going to roll all the way to the back with a front pin so it's like the caddy's telling you hey you got to put it you got to basically land it on the fringe and let it trickle on um but that yeah, that was a that was a really really uh, thoughtful hole. It's almost like the the true opener in a way, right? Because it's like yeah. from there on, it's just a, a tour de force. Well, and then you've got I think you know it's it's important to note too. Gil Hans has been working on this for he's done the master plan, and um, I know that conditioning wise, they've low, so the pipe is always supposed to be immaculate condition. The creek has always had some struggles on that, just because it's a little bit tougher piece of property to maintain there's different like different climate zones basically you're down by the water and then you're up in the forest and there's such an elevation difference and massive changes in humidity with that um and then you know so so i think that's been something they've been trying to get up to speed over the last couple years um and then but but yeah i mean as far as like what what he's been given to work with it's perfect because it's you have this history and you have this kind of historical record but then you also have it's not so famous or not so renowned that you can't change it. Sure. Right. So it's, you know, it's, it's kind of that good blend of, and it seems like a very, you know, just avid golf membership. Yes. You know, very, very proud of the history of it. And the fact that it's McDonald and Rainer, my two notes on the overall course, I love the layout um, for, for two reasons. The first being everything seems to weave um, in and out of the halfway house. So yeah. once you get through the first six, then you go to the halfway house. It's almost like a hub and spoke uh, strategy. Shout out to Delta. I thought the ha- so the, the halfway house after seven. Yes. Down so seven T. Yeah. No, no seven green. Seven green. So then yeah. eight. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. So but then you go. So then you go eight, nine, ten, eleven, and then you're at the halfway house again. Yeah. And then you go 12, 13, 14, 15, you're at the halfway house again. So it, everything kind of comes back. So it's not like an out and back routing. It's yeah. more of like a, a few little loops that, that, uh, that come back to the same central point. So then, you know, you, as a member, if I was, you know, I, I would guess this for member, there's a lot of like, I'm, we went in the halfway house. We see, you know, my host sees a member. Oh, hey, how are you guys? You know, so there's a lot of uh, social. Yeah, co- co- yeah. It's kind of communal. 
in that way. Great ginger snap cookies in the halfway house. Yes. As is typical on Long Island. Um, I think, you know, seven, like, same deal, seven plays down toward, like, it's just this long, gradual slope down towards the sound. You've got sevens of, you got a bunker cutting in on the left. You got a center line bunker right in front of the green. Like, this sounds like a grab bag of, you know, the, the woke golf terms, but. Well, it has it like, all, That's right? what we're, we're talking about, a Rainer. No, it, it goes, but it also, it, that, the reason I felt the museum analogy was it felt like walking through the Met where you're going through, like, different periods of art, right? You've got, like, the parkland for the first five. Then you get kind of get the, the expansive views and the elevation changes and, and just kind of, like, the wow factor. And then you move into 9, 10, 11, where it's both, like, almost like, uh, you know, Lynx golf on on nine well it felt uh, like th- it felt like they, they tried some they tried to amp up some some stuff or like yeah they 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 basically had the wherewithal to say hey let's let's throw some shit against the wall and see what yeah. sticks here where so you come back uh eight's par three comes back i think that's a that's a cool yeah. cool part and three. i want to call out one of my favorite things on the whole course uh you tee off on nine over eight green yes. so so gil hansen jim wagner put a tee box up on uh above eight green so and that's just one of those like little things that i always love on a course um nine was one of my favorite holes it's called the inferno that uh, was a tough one tough yeah, long, par four. long par four yeah you're hitting a five iron into downhill, an elevated green and then back up to an elevated green with a deep deep bunker in front out to the beach yeah and you see the beach club in the back um yeah that's a cool hole and also go go to andy johnson has some unbelievable drone stuff yeah from this uh just like he got the mega light out there and some of the stuff that he got of you know especially you know, 9 10 11 12 is just remarkable um but yeah so, so you get out there cross over um play 10 is a really really cool short par four Clap, um, like really good risk reward it's like a, got it's water. across the marsh so you have to cross over cross a bridge and then you've got marsh all down the right, beach all down the left, to you know, huge bunker up right of the green, some mounding up there that kind of hides. Yeah, hides. And then a the huge green. like blowout bunker on the left side, which is basically just the beach. Yeah. It's like a big dune, and you know, it's like yeah, you gotta you gotta go for it, you know. So yeah, because yeah, the the layup shot, you're, you're even more blind. Yeah, and you can't. Um, yeah, I made I made a fucking mess there. <laughs> um, and then the next hole is banana land. That's uh, the it's it's like the biggest island green I've in, ever seen. Infrastructure niche, basically. Yeah. It's a Biarritz Island Green. I think the green is like a hundred like <laughs> eighty yards long. Yeah. With this massive, you know, ditch in the middle of it. And depending on the tide, so I think it's like Rainer's crown jewel from an inf- they like the tide comes in and it's a complete island and the tide goes out, it's like, you know, you can play off the the uh the mud. I think there's like an eight foot difference in tide yeah. throughout the day. Um, and depending on the wind, I mean, it, it's anywhere from, and the wind and the pin position, it's anywhere from a, a, like a nine iron to a three iron, right? It's, it's a, so that's another thing to call out, like a course like this as a member, I'm guessing plays differently every day, which, you know, that's the kind of club that you you just want to belong to where it's like the course is going to give you something different every time you go play it, depending on the conditions. And down there on this part, you're looking over across at Port Chester and Westchester and, and Rye and yeah. all that. So you got great views across the sound. Um, and then, yeah, and then you start, you know, more or less kind of weave back and forth. And it, it, it's just crazy how sandy it is down there versus the top part of the 
the top part of the course is so is yeah is dark soil. Um, when you come back up eleven uphill, dogleg left, yeah. which is a, a solid hole. But then twelve comes back down around like next to the the Beeritz on ten, where you get you know again you get the views and you get the green there. It kind of sits out on a, like a peninsula a little bit, um, and it's kind of like your last uh, I guess low lying hole and then you start climbing back up those holes a like pretty steep 11 hill. 12 13 like you got to drive the shit out of the ball you do yeah tough dog legs you gotta you gotta bite off the right amount you gotta you gotta choose your angle and commit to it um and then yeah you start you start coming back up um you know shorter shorter one 13 and then 13 and 14 were the two holes that blend a little bit for me they almost felt like you know uh, copy paste a little bit, um, you know. But I've yeah, there's I, I that think, creek running through the middle of thirteen. And there's a yeah, but like both of them uphill, fourteen elevated yeah. green, similar green. Yeah. It felt like I think the uh, one of them's a double plateau or a, um, you know. So one of the greens is a lot a lot different than the other, obviously. But yeah, just from from memory, a little bit of a um, almost like hey, we got to get back up the hill here. This was on the back end of a couple thirty six old days for me too. So. I'm, yeah, you know, at this point, I'm starting to. All right, shit, we gotta climb the hill. Well, those those to... shots too are like they're you know you put the ball in the fairway there, and you're like, all right, cool, I just gotta hit like a wedge in here or a, a short iron, and and you just kind of they lull you to sleep a little bit, yeah. and then if you miss the green there, you got like a you know, just side hill lie, thick rough chip shot to a you know, difficult green. Like they're they're tricky holes for sure. Um, and then 15 is 15 is kind of a dog leg left. Same deal up to, a, you know. So maybe, so actually I think it was 14 and 15 I feel like we're, we're similar. Yeah, I feel like we're missing one here. But Yeah, 13, no, you're right. 13 is the one with the creek cutting through it. Then 14 and 15 are, are almost kind of back-to-back up the hill. And then 16 is the par 5 um, with the cemetery up to the left. Okay. Which is a good hole. And then 17 is, the again, short. you get the short with the views. Like Thumb, that, that might print. be the, the scorecard. You know the picture score, like it kind of sums it all up a little bit. Like I thought, Zach made an ace on that one. That that hole was great. I loved it. He hit it to six inches, and we were like, like he was like, I aced it, like right, like right off the club. I aced it. I aced it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and, you know, surrounded by bunkers, obviously thumbprint there. Um, great hole, and then yeah, and then eighteen is is a crazy par five straight up the hill. Yeah. Palatial clubhouse. So I guess sixteen isn't sixteen's a long par four then, right? Because par seventy, mm-hmm. yeah, um, kind of felt like a par five. Exactly, it's like yeah. a half hole. So eighteen is a beast, and yeah. you know, you I, like, I, what? How do you feel about I? I go back and forth on uphill eighteen finishers. I think they're gr- like, it's like ah man, I kind of like it. But this one was like almost too uphill. But they don't really have another choice because the you clubhouse gotta, is like another hundred. Yeah, you got to earn how good those those. Yeah. Six through thirteen are six through yeah. twelve are you know it's it's like there's you got to pay the piper at some point yeah um but yeah I mean I was I was blown away it was you know and and, and the greens on I, th- I think the greens on these on these uphill holes it's it's definitely a members course you got to learn how to play it right sure. especially those holes like I think you got to learn how to you got to learn where to miss you got to learn where to bounce it up from you got to you got to learn you know exactly where the pin is, how deep it is, and what that means for your second shot, for your distance control. Um, 
but but the greens are ample like they're yeah. they're big greens so you know I, I didn't feel like it was unfair at all but yeah i mean it, it gives you a chance to score like crazy on um you know maybe 6 or 7 through through 12 or 13 and then it's like all right strap you know strap in man what do you remember what you shot uh probably i think i shot like 77 or 78 i shot 86 i think 86 87 i did not i didn't play too well nobody in our group was playing well but i I can assure you I was thrilled to be there and hopefully good company. Um, I, I, I did. I felt like I was just uh, – it was kind of an honor. Like, one of the, again, one of the most memorable rounds I've had. Um, you know, what would you change? My membership status, you know, would probably be just about yeah. just about it. Um, like, so, I, I don't know. If you ever have the opportunity or know, know someone, that I would say put that one on your bucket list. Jump at it. It's, yeah. it's a really unique, unique, authentic – you know, between that place. and and um, Sleepy Hollow up in Westchester, or I guess north of Westchester, I, those are just two that, for the same reason, the views and then the the architecture just feels so. Uh, they're they're just the aha moment if you don't understand the golf architecture stuff. It's it's a true example of like, oh man, like I'm kind of, I kind of get it now. Yeah, it just hits you in the face. It does. It really does. Um, so yeah, I think that's it. Two like ten of ten yeah. for me. Like, yeah, I think it was one of those up. those rounds. I went. I think I was even through seven or eight, and then the inferno got me, and then I tried to go for it on ten and made a absolute Sick. mess. And then how Zach play? hit it in the marsh on eleven. Zach, shot, Zach Blair, shot six, professional, sixty six, sixty seven. Wow, something like that. Um, that that seems like a course he would. Yeah, you know, not too long and and just. You got to, you know, like you said, you got to drive the shit out of the golf ball, and you got to, and you got to control the distance on your irons. Mm -hmm. So yeah, no, it was yeah, ten out of ten. I, I loved it. One of my favorite holes or favorite courses I played in twenty nineteen. Uh, yeah, that's about it. Maybe go read the Great Gatsby. You know, yeah, get get uh, get up to speed on the uh, the the Gold Coast, the green light at the end of the dock. Right? That's right, exactly. That I think this may be the green. This is where the green light is. I think this is this is ground zero for the green light. Green light special. So, all right. Thanks for listening. See ya.